Hi, listeners. Dr. Amy Horneman here, aka The Thyroid Fixer and host of The Thyroid Fixer podcast. I'm here to tell you about my experience working with Rachel Varga one-on-one with my skin. I am a self-proclaimed anti-aging skincare addict, and I have spent thousands of dollars on the wrong skincare, always falling prey to those ads that promise to reduce your wrinkles and smooth your fine lines. Working with Rachel, I'm telling you, she is a guide. She takes your hand. She personalizes your entire skincare regimen, really looking at your skin and how it is and what your goals are. She listens to you. And that's the most important part of this journey. It's unlike anything I have ever experienced. In fact, there's nothing out there like it. Rachel is an angel in this world. She will absolutely transform your skin You will reach your goals of skincare, whether it's reducing wrinkles or clearing up acne or just looking good on camera. That's what I need. So head over to rachelvarga.ca and book your one-on-one consult with her. You will not regret it. It will be the best thing that you do for your skin. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, 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 everyone. Thank you so much for joining me here today on the Rachel Varga podcast. It's always a pleasure to show up and have some live communion with you all. Please, you know, there's a couple people hopped on already. Be sure to be active in the comment section. We're going to be covering some really cool topics in today's episode here on the Rachel Varga podcast. Before we go any further, be sure to subscribe, hit that like button here on YouTube. It helps, helps, it helps the channel out. And in today's episode, we are going to share a few tips for resolving fatigue, which, you know, going through the aging process with everything going on in the world, definitely in communication with some of my clients that are really expressing their experiencing more physical and mental fatigue. So we're going to talk about some ways that Dr. Evan and I here are personally dealing with this in our lives, our families, and how we're helping to support our clients. So we're going to share a few tips for resolving fatigue and working with different levels of healing, including some energy healing, because all of you know, here on the show, the Rachel Varga podcast, it's all about body, mind, spirit, energy, optimization, for a higher level of radiance and beauty. This podcast goes far beyond just being skin deep, but it's going to be giving you lifestyle practices to enhance your body, mind, spirit, energy for you to be your greatest version. So we have Dr. Evan Hirsch here with us today. He's an MD and a world-renowned fatigue expert and is the founder and CEO of the International Center for Fatigue. Through his best-selling book, podcast, and international online programs, he has helped thousands of people around the world resolve their fatigue and also long hauler syndrome naturally and is on a mission to help 1 million more. He has been featured on television, podcast summits, and when he's not in the office, you can find him singing musicals, dancing, playing basketball with his family, and just basically being a rock star healer in every aspect of his life, sharing some good stuff. Welcome, Evan. It's so great to have you on the show. How are you today? Hey, Rachel. I am doing very well. Thanks so much for having me on. 
Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here. And I'm really excited to get into how you're helping yourself as a busy entrepreneur. You're making a lot of appearances on different channels, helping your family, helping your clients. And, you know, really what got you into your focus on fatigue, especially? I'm curious about your story around that. Absolutely. So I started my residency back in 2004, moved out west, met my wife, fell in love, and three months later, she couldn't get out of bed. So that was really my first taste with chronic fatigue. And so it took her about three years. And during that time, here's this woman that I've, I've fallen in love with, and I really can't help her. I'm doing my family medicine residency. I'm in a hospital. I'm asking everybody and their mother about what can help. There really wasn't much back then. It's kind of like thyroid and a couple of major medical conditions that can cause fatigue from a conventional standpoint. And so we went down more of a natural route, learned a bunch of great stuff three months later or three years later rather she was mostly better um, but there were a number of things that still lingered uh, we got married i started my practice uh, we had a child and then a couple years later i got fatigue and it lasted for five years and just about destroyed my life just almost destroyed my relationship she's trying to get better and here i am i can't even help out at home can't do dishes can't play with my newborn daughter uh, you know, I'd come home and I would just crash. At work, I had to keep hiring people to do my job, whether it was administrative or whether it was practitioners. I had 10 employees and 4,000 square feet of office space and just about lost that business. So, it, and then I realized, and I wasn't a very good patient. So I, I realized, hey, I need to really prioritize myself, which is such a big part of this process, right? And stop being such a perfectionist and be, it's okay to be vulnerable. And so then I realized I was already practicing functional medicine. And I knew that if I found all of the causes of fatigue, that I could address them and I could be successful. And so I went through this process, found all the causes, found all of my causes, and one by one, kicked them to the curb. And now I have amazing energy. Ooh, I love that. Delicious, amazing energy does not happen by accident. So, you know, making this observation, we're seeing a lot of western trained allopathic medical doctors that are now segueing into functional medicine now you've been doing this a long time this isn't new for you but we're mm -hmm. definitely seeing a new kind of uptick of new initiates joining the club which is great so i'm curious are you noticing this as well it's like we can't really work in the same models we worked with before we need to adapt we need to evolve the way that we're providing care to our clients and community would you agree with that Absolutely. A lot of people are really disenfranchised with the, the, uh, the establishment and what they're realizing if they're open to it, I mean, which is a really big component that there is another way of doing it. You know, they'll hear about somebody getting better. And if they go down that rabbit hole, which is kind of scary for a lot of people, you know, they have this, a lot of times people are getting into medicine because they want the, the comfortable lifestyle, because they know they're going to be making six figures, even if they're going to have to to work their tail off. But for a number of different reasons, people are seeing that there are other options. And so fortunately, they're, they're pivoting, they're real, they're starting to um, incorporate more functional medicine into their practices, they're changing their practice models, they're, they don't want to get burnt out anymore, even if they are conventional docs. And so they're starting to go to some of these more concierge based models or subscription based or membership based. And they're finding just a lot more benefit there. And kind of what goes along with that is these people who want more care, and and they want something that someone's that, that's going to combine the conventional with the natural 
giving them the integrative or the functional. And what we're learning is that people actually learn really well in groups. And then you get to work with other people going through similar things. So that's why some of these group trainings that I know that you offer that will definitely highlight uh, throughout the program. This really is the future of health innovation and health education. And just the disclaimer, as you guys know, this isn't medical advice. What we share in today's episode, this is educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician and before making any lifestyle enhancements. But this is just kind of like an adjunct to the information you're going to be hearing just to kind of maybe sprinkle some seeds into, uh, you know, navigating your life and wellness journey in a little bit more of a comprehensive, a more comprehensive way. So let's just get into my next question here. But before I do that, I wanted to comment that I really feel like Europeans have been way ahead of us in regards to taking a more integrative approach. And then it's mm-hmm. been more like South America, a little bit more in US and Canada, we're still just super reliant on, okay, I'm just going to submit to the system and it's just going to make me better. No, we have to really take charge for ourselves and do what feels right for us. So what are you doing in regards to energy medicine for yourself, your family, your clients, and maybe just even describe what energy medicine is and how it can enhance the current model. Sure. So what we know is that as this human system, we are made up of electrons and and um, protons and and cells and and these this electrical activity, and so we would be doing ourselves in medicine a disservice to not want to incorporate that sort of energy um, component. Now we do know that there's a number of different levels to healing. There's energy. There's the emotional. There's the physical, there's the mental, there's the spiritual. And so all of those really have to be incorporated. So the things that we do in our family is we're, we're doing um, meditation, we're doing mindset work, we're doing different energetic therapies like uh, emotional freedom technique. That's something that I'll do on a regular basis if, I, if I'm having some anxiety, you know, which is the tapping solution. Um, acupuncture, you know, which operates on a number of these different levels that I got trained in, trained in years ago, which I no longer do, but is still just a wonderful component, in addition to all the physical medicine stuff. So it's just really important to incorporate all of these different aspects because they are going to address different aspects of your healing. And you do need to address, especially the emotional, the physical and the, and the mental in order to be successful. Oh, I love how you you dropped little nuggets there that I'd love to just add some things on what I've experienced personally. Well, first of all, emotional freedom technique or tapping. I actually did this last night with one of my practitioners. I meet with a psychologist regularly. And this is a really important time to seek guidance for both your psyche, your body, mind, spirit, energy, all of that stuff, so that you are actually kind of getting the upgrades that you need in order to adapt and thrive right now we're, we are we know this we're in a huge humanity evolutionary process and you have to be able to understand which tools you can use so that you can get better traction and and make adjustments and change course on a dime and that may be uh, starting to happen in a different way and in a different change model than you've ever used before so I I invite you to have a mindset of being open 
to maybe learning about other modalities that you maybe have never heard about or used before. But I love emotional freedom technique, especially right now. We got a lot of like esoteric listeners here, a lot of intuitives, a lot of empaths really gravitate here, which is amazing. But it's really easy to feel into the collective right now. And that can actually be really damaging for our psyche and negative thought forms. So that's where EFT can come in handy to kind of release that. So yes, I absolutely love that. And uh, let's get specific technologies. What kind of technologies are you enjoying utilizing in your energy uh, practices? So there's the ones that we use at home, and I'll kind of share some of those. And then, of course, the ones that we also use in our practice. So at home, so one of the things that I like to use is Holosync, which is something that I can listen to that can kind of get me into the the appropriate um, the wavelengths, which uh, which helps me out if I'm having some challenges with meditation, because I'm I would say that I'm not a great meditator, but you know, who is the reason why we meditate is so that we can get good at life, not so we can necessarily get good at meditating. And even the Dalai Lama says, you know, one day my mind might be all over the place and the other day I can actually sit for hours, you know, so we just have to, I try to be gentle with myself. And if I'm, if it's not working, I'll just put in the holo sync, which, which is quite helpful. So that's one of the things we use. And then we have a sauna in our home. And so infrared is something that we use. We have a vibration plate, which is something that my wife is using. She just um, came out of uh, ACL reconstruction. And so that's, that's really helpful for moving the lymph as well as uh, a number of different components to healing. Um, and I would say that, and then there's, you know, a number of supplements that we use that work on an energetic level. So they're, they're donating hydrogen and oxygen and electrons and, and some of these other things that we're using. And then in terms of the mindset, we know that, you know, there is this amazing relationship between the mind and body. And as the, as your thoughts go, so goes the rest of your body. And so it's just, we just want to make sure that we're not just putting in, you know, organic food into our mouths, but also organic thoughts into our brains. Um, and so those are just some of the, the, there's other things I'm sure that we use as well, but those are the, the main things that we're using. Oh, and then we use pendulums or we're using sway testing in order to get some additional data and to improve our, our intuition with, um, with uh, what are the next steps that we should be taking in our healing. Mm -hmm. And listening to those nudges, listening to your intuition, starting to cultivate that. My hubby's a pro athlete. He always knows what's good for him. You know, does he want to do a little extra workout so he can eat a little extra or if we're going to have some treats, making sure that, you know, they're, they're healthier. He's like, these are safe candies. It was so cute how he said it. <laughs> and it's funny, the energy medicine uh, things that you just dropped, they're actually all forms of biohacking. So biohacking can be a very uh, kind of like cool tool to start to add slowly one by one into what you're doing. I did my sauna yesterday. I needed to do a little bit of a detox and pay attention when you actually sauna, how you smell. Or is there you know anything going on? Did you need to detox? You'll know it by the type of like scent that you may or may not be giving off. And Pay attention to that. So, uh, you know, your elimination processes, your skin, your skin will display if you if you're uh, 
kind of like ganged up a little bit with toxins and all of that. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, the tip test, you mentioned the tip test, so the sway test. So if you hold something, mm -hmm. literally, like if you're going to tip forward, that's going to be like, yes. If you're going to tip back, it could be a no, kind of set uh, which which uh, different sway is going to be uh, what meaning. Um, that's, that's a very, uh, that's been around a really long time. All right. So let's, let's get into it. Everybody wants to know how can we have more energy to, you know, get the ish done in our life that we need to do and how to look good and feel great in the process and not get burned out. So how does someone know that they have fatigue and is this common in clients you work with, especially going through menopause? Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of things. I'll address the second part of that question first. So what ends up happening is when women go through menopause, I, I almost said when we go through menopause, when women go through menopause, is that there's this uh, cessation of a lot of the hormones that are produced by the ovaries. And so then the adrenal gland has to pick up the slack and they have to start producing it. Now, if you have, and as we get into the causes of fatigue. If you have a number of these different causes, the adrenal gland is going to be taxed because it's responsible for managing stress and for putting out fires. And the more toxins that you have in the body, the more work the adrenal gland and the other hormones have to do. Consequently, the more drained the adrenal gland is going to be. And then the adrenal gland is not going to be able to pick up the slack when women go into, into menopause. And so those sex hormones that normally were produced by the ovaries need to be now produced by the adrenals are not going to be produced. And consequently, you're going to have um, fatigue among the other symptoms that are associated with some of these different hormones. And then of course, our liver is important for hormone metabolizing. So um, when I'm when you see me drinking something yellow here, I just I just finished my jar right here. Uh, this actually is to support happy, healthy hormones in my body. And it's crazy. I kid you not. I had no PMS symptoms this cycle. And even my hunger is more controlled because ghrelin and leptin are hormones. And so the fact that I know I'm not eating as much in the evening, I'm feeling more satiated throughout the day. That is a sign that my hormones are balanced. So if you notice that like your hunger levels are kind of off or you're hitting that mid afternoon slump, start to pay attention. So I will have that protein pretty much at like 10am every day. So I'll kind of like fast a little bit. I don't do any like intense fast or anything like that. Because especially for women and even going through menopause, sometimes fasting may be good for you, but sometimes not. So just start to uh, pay attention to that. But the other thing I'm noticing with working with, you know, so many clients myself as well is Yes, some people have picked up what's going around the planet and they're dealing with some lingering fatigue from that. We're going to speak in code here, LH syndrome. You know what I'm talking about there? So we're not going to like say code stuff for obvious reasons because otherwise you'll never see this episode. But this is something that we're dealing with now. And it's just like that lingering underlying inflammation, which is going to totally wreak havoc with your skin and your aging process. But what are you know some of the causes of fatigue but why don't we just start with the basics what is a level one problem and what are the three levels of fatigue and how can we work with some of the things that some of us might be experiencing right now 
Absolutely. So when we're talking about the three levels of fatigue, we're really talking about kind of like what solves a particular level. So let me give you an example. So a level one problem is a fatigue problem that is resolved by lifestyle habits. So let's say you have fatigue and you you change your sleep. So you start sleeping more, going to bed at a more reasonable time, getting between seven to nine hours. You start drinking more water, getting closer to three liters a day. You start getting more movement every single day and you start eating better food and your fatigue goes away. And I should say, I never answered that first question, which was, which was, how do you know if you have fatigue? And it's pretty much tiredness that is not normal for you, that's not relieved by rest. Right. So people are like, oh, I need a diagnosis. You don't need a diagnosis. The reality is, is that you've been adapting over time. And if you're more tired than you want to be, you need to get it fixed. OK, so the that first level coming back to that is all about fixing the lifestyle habits. So you fix your lifestyle habits and the fatigue goes away. That's a level one problem. When we look at the other causes of fatigue, we're, we can couch them into two different segments. So they can be deficiencies, things that are not in the body that are supposed to be in the body, and toxicities, which are things that are in the body that aren't supposed to be there. And so when we're looking at deficiencies, we're looking at things like deficiencies in hormones and nutrients like vitamins and minerals and mitochondrial health, which is the energy 